Hello everyone and welcome back to the 343 Football Podcast. It's your host Jaffa and once again I'm joined by Ali. Hi. Qudama. Hello. And Daud. Hello. How's everyone doing lads? Yeah. Well, not too bad. That's the Newcastle supporters. <laughs> right. I'm guessing you guys are very ecstatic. I'm very ecstatic on a Newcastle point of view. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's a big it, thing for the city, isn't it? I'm, I'm, yeah, like Amanda Stavely said she doesn't want just a football team to go up. She wants the whole of Newcastle to be levelled up, as yeah. as Boris Johnson would say in his recent party conference. <laughs> UK oh, yeah. politics. I think the listeners already sense the theme of the today's podcast. It's going to be all about Newcastle United, all about the takeover, what it means, and you know how the club's going to move forward. I will surprise you guys as well by saying that I do not have a trivia question for the week. So we will dive Shit. straight into it. Yeah. What? We were just talking about a trivia question before. The only points yeah. are going to be the ones that Newcastle rack up from week to week as soon as the players oh. come in. <laughs> That's nice. what I'm saying. All right, go on then. G- give us a question, though. A question? Uh, you, you're being serious? I'm yeah, I'm being serious. Oh, no. I don't have a question this week. The whole week I waited for this. <laughs> Dow is mentally prepared for this. He's like, he waited. I'm going to be Ali to this. But I was like, nah, I was like he's not going to. I was like Bielsa watching YouTube videos. Pass. Oh. Dow waited the whole oh. week just so that he somebody else can get it and say, oh, I almost had that. And that would have been, <laughs> <laughs> been me, by the way. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably, you know, do the re- regular routine in future recordings. But for this one, I just want to sort of get into, because obviously we always sort of joke about how crap Newcastle are. We barely ever talk about their matches because they're not really worth talking about and we always dive into other things. But today the focus is all going to be on the two and army. I want to come to my fellow Newcastle fan with the first question, which is really just, you know, sum up your general feelings of how things have been in the last sort of 48, 72 hours after the takeover has been confirmed. Well, it kind of happened how everyone said that a takeover, once it happens, like it will, if that makes sense. Like no noise, no rumours, just boom, it's happening takeover's done new owners Mike Ashley out and uh, that's pretty much what happened I mean I remember uh, just seeing the breaking news coming in on the athletic like no app notification they were saying like oh takeover imminent and stuff I was like whoa whoa what's going on and then for 24 hours later everyone said yeah it'll be all the reporters saying you know it's just a matter of minutes transfer uh, shares have been transferred and next thing you know Mike Ashley's gone and new owners are in that's exactly it I mean Dowd were you a bit surprised by the fact that the sort of the announcement was so sudden because it was obviously a long protracted saga lasted over two years and uh, when the price was first agreed and then all the hurdles came in and obviously you had just I think it was either that last week or maybe it's like seven eight days ago it was the court of arbitration tribunal the cat case where things were still sort of like okay it's going to be decided in January so every family was like okay we'll put the takeover on the back burner for now yeah and we'll revisit in January were you surprised by just all of a sudden it's done it it was the news that uh, BN Sport had uh, made an agreement with Saudi Arabia. And obviously, the whole news of like Saudi Arabia, like finally taking this a bit more seriously. And was it reportedly their media spokesman for the country just went? Uh, well, they Qatar. actually settled. It, uh, they settled it because they they paid Qatar one billion. One billion. So yeah. the, the, there's also talks of like the Newcastle purchase price in terms of their point of view was a billion, and obviously three hundred million that they spent. That's how serious they are about um, that's a investing good point, yeah, in, in that, Newcastle. That, that's not on the official sale price, but that's that's what it cost them to get to the stage where they were authorised to be the owners. And literally straight after that, I thought, um, okay, things are going to go ahead. Uh, I just was very surprised how quickly it went ahead and literally it was breaking news. And you've seen breaking news variances of, of this before, like the two-cover deal is being discussed. It looks like it's it, it's coming ahead. But the 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 news that was coming out in the last couple of yeah. days seemed like it was really imminent. It was it was just gonna 
about to take over. Yeah, there was a different feel that like this one's the one. Like no one, like I remember last year's. Most people were saying, "Oh, it's it's through, it's through. It's just a matter of time." But there were a couple of journalists that were saying, "Nah, something's off here. Some something's not quite right." And they quite like turned out to be uh, vindicated. And now it's just a new era in it. I mean, like, like for, for some of us, me included, we've never really seen Newcastle um, outside of the Mike Ashley era. So to actually go into a new season from now on, like not threatening relegation, not worrying about three other teams that are worse than us. Honestly, it's uh, it's kind of hot. It's kind of surreal. Like it hasn't really sunk in yet. Sean <laughs> Napier. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on it in a moment, but I do want to ask Ali, because I know that you're not a Newcastle United fan, but you live in the city, you've been here pretty much all your life. How, like, what's your perspective on a takeover, both from a point of view of like just being in the city, but also as a Liverpool fan, is there a side of it thinking, oh crap, there's another team that we're going to have to now struggle to compete with, you know, the financial muscle of Man City and Chelsea is already in the league. And, uh, you know, you're going to add another club, which is probably the wealthiest in the world now to it as well. Or are you just more the happy for the for the city and the people Black of the city five. more first? I'll, I'll, I'll give two points here. So as a, as a Liverpool fan, it's just fair play at Newcastle United. They got the owners, which they wanted. They got someone bad as Mike Ashley out. You know, everyone can see how much of a twat he is. So, <laughs> you know, fair play. Uh, from my point of view, I'm happy for them. I do want them to compete, you know. Uh, I see, you know, everyone competing at the highest. It's just going to bring the best out of Liverpool. That's why I'm seeing it. Mm. Whether it's spending money or whatnot, um, if you're going to do it similar to Manchester City, that's obviously up to the owners or what and yeah. the coach, you know. But as someone who's born in the city, my dad was born in the city, and my family's been here for what, 70, 70 years, I'd say, and it's it's quite surreal because I'm actually really happy because my dad was quite emotional about that, and it's. It's a good vibe, you know, it's, it's good for the economy, it's good for the pubs, it's good for the taxi drivers, it's good for the overall city. So, you know, as someone who's born in Newcastle, I'm really happy. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, that's, that's a good perspective because I'm always interested. I know it's a bit, the listeners are probably like, wait, you've just described all this affili- like affinity to Newcastle, but you don't support the team? Like, for, yeah. for you and Doubt. Yeah. And obviously well, we've well, joked, well, we've joked yeah. about it plenty, but like for me, as a Newcastle fan, I do remember the days before Mike Ashley, they were not the majority of my Newcastle United supporting life, but they were just enough that I experienced what the club was like to be ambitious. Like, I remember being in the UEFA Cup semi-final against Sporting Club de Portugal and, like, like actually crying my eyes out when we got knocked out. Like, I was only a kid, but, like, that that to me was, OK, I'm supporting a club that's actually aiming to win trophies. Saw them in the FA Cup semi-final as well. Uh, obviously, just before I started mm-hmm. supporting, uh, you know, before being aware of the team, they were in the Champions League. They were competing for titles in the mid-90s. So, like, and that's always been sort of, like, the sticking point for the team. Every time we've been doing shit, it's like, oh, you know, look at this club's uh, sort of fall from grace from the mid-90s, what Kevin Keegan did, the football they played, the ambition they had, world record transfer for Alan Shearer as well. They were, like, literally one of the top dogs, uh, you know, in the world, always looking to compete. And there was a bit of a decline before Ashley took over. I think a lot of people tend to forget it. So, like, the last few years of the Freddie Shepard era, how the Suburb Robson got sacked, which is something that, Every Newcastle United fan is still upset, upset about to this day. You know, a man of his integrity is not like mm-hmm. he he, should, he didn't leave the club in the way he was supposed to. Like he should have won a trophy. He should have achieved something. You know, for the first time since 1969, which was the last time Newcastle won a trophy of any note in a competition that doesn't even exist today in the first cup. And 1955 was the last trophy, like domestically. That was the FA Cup, which obviously they compete in every year and do shit in every year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like and then the Mike Ashley takeover happens. And there was, again, a wave of optimism, probably, like, 
I wouldn't say as much of the level as you see now because obviously he was never as wealthy as these Saudis that are coming in. But when he came in, he sort of made himself to be like, oh, I'm, I'm close to the fans. He was sitting in the stand. He, he wore a Newcastle top with uh, Alan Smith on the back, one of the players at the time, buying the pints, you know, things like that for all the fans. And getting Kevin Keegan in after uh, sacking Sam Allardyce probably boosted his popularity even more. Who, who wants Sam Allardyce as their manager over Kevin Keegan, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So he was... He was just like it was like his plaything, like Mike Ashley, and the amount of mis- mistakes he made o- over the years, unforgivable. You can imagine it, like from the first couple of years, you're not going to get everything right. But he never ever thought to hire the right football personnel. He never ever like, like Joe Kinnear. Yeah, never ever prioritized having a competitive first team. Like, never ever thought about should I invest in the training ground or even just you know give uh, St James's Park some TLC, like things like that. He's just never thought about the only, the only what TLC the fans he did yeah. was the name. Sports directory, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, not to mention the, the signs yeah. all over. Exactly, which which actually are going to stay for a little bit because um, th- that's part of the agreement, the sale. Like the the sports direct signs is probably one of the things I was looking forward to most. That might sound silly. You're probably thinking, I'm looking forward to the January transfer window and seeing who we can bring in. But I can't wait for the aesthetic of the club to feel right, like mm. the, the, the I, stadium. I, ca- I kind of understand that. Yeah. Um, just because my dad did take me to St James's Park, and yeah. you know it was it was a good good vibe and. It, I'm I'm ha- I'm happy for every Newcastle fan. Like yeah. I'm not gonna be bitter about it. You know I'm really ha- I am truly happy. I'm like yeah. even even top man. I'm actually quite emotional and stuttering about it. <laughs> and I, I was there when it was going all going all nuts. I even jumped out of the car and you know you know experienced it. You know alcohol was flying everywhere, so I had to yeah. get out as soon as I can. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was crazy. You know they kept they kept on going. Uh, I drove past the next day because I was taking the missus to work and. It, it was just lit. Yeah, it was, it was quite bad. Just uh, beer cans everywhere. It just uh, shows yeah. you uh, that doesn't it, how amazing the Newcastle United fans are. That like they could congregate on a Thursday afternoon and just go absolutely crazy until like the late oh, hours yeah. of the night, just celebrating. Oh, it was it was it was class. It wasn't even just that area, by the way. It was it was the race course. There was a massive crowd outside the race course. Pumps um, filled out. Yeah, you know the the main road where the RVI and the Newcastle University um, strip yeah. is. That was full of people. That was full of cars. That was people like absolutely like you know blaring music and just going crazy, which isn't great because obviously ambulances come through that way. But <laughs> you get what I mean. The whole yeah. the whole area was just full of people, um, and then uh, yeah, it was it was it was great. It, there's even talks about like increasing the sta- stadium capacity, and apparently the amount of demand for the season tickets is like well exceeded. And they they're hopefully going to be using that to try and increase stadium support. So you can yeah. tell you get or the mood is uplifted, and yeah. everybody post Corona needed that that crowd vibe, and they got an amazing crowd vibe, yeah. an atmosphere again at St James Park. Yeah, I mean, Kudam, I would say that's probably one of the most significant aspects of the takeover, isn't it? Like as a fan, adjusting your mindset from all of a sudden you support this hollow misery of a club where. People going to matches is a negative thing because people think like protesting and boycotting matches is a way to get Ashley out and things like that. And um, always fearing losing any any good player that you stumble upon, never expecting anything to go right, even during the 90 minutes that you watch. So now, how exciting is it to th- like sort of think about, not obviously straight away because you can't get the pieces in straight away, but like in a year or two's time, you're, you're supporting a completely different team. That's actually, you, look, you can't wait. Like That's the highlight of your sort of week. You're looking forward to that match to watch it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that most Newcastle fans are happy about the Saudis specifically taking over the club. But I think if you asked the majority of the people that were there around St. James's on the night, everyone's just excited to have a different owner other than Mike Ashley. You know, a lot like a lot gets said about Newcastle fans being delusional and having, you know, expectations way beyond their means. But Newcastle as a fan base is not a is not one that wants to be challenging, you know, for the Champions League every season. 
I mean, we'd like to, obviously, but we we never wanted that, like, specifically to be the owners, the new owner's ambition. We just wanted a team that rocks up on the Saturday, plays decent football. We're not worrying about the drop every season. You know, a few cup runs here and there, push for Europe, stuff like that. I, I agree with that. And on top of that, though, but you, Newcastle should have a right. You know, he's a Newcastle no, United. Do, but it's that's how yeah. bad it's been. That's how bad it's been under Mike Ashley, that well, really all that we were dreaming about was just... Not being yeah. one I mean, of the worst teams in the league. I don't, I don't think any club has the right to to have a have a like a like a valued what's the entitlement to entitlement. success. Yeah, no, Man United don't even have that right. Like even though they are the, the, not, the not biggest, the way their fans go about you wouldn't think of it. Yeah, definitely. The self-sufficient club, whereas Newcastle, no, it's, it's, no, it's, Ali, it's Ali their saying, pedigree Ali of, of they fans they and and history and culture. They have that right to to challenge for you know, like not to go through the nineties, right? Newcastle was e- easy top three, top, yeah, four, top four team. You go through the early 2000s when I started watching football, it was what? It was Manchester United, Newcastle, Arsenal, Liv- and Liverpool, right? They were the four teams. Right, I'll give you an example, right? Bolton, for example. They were Premier League regulars for, for quite, a few, quite a few years, yeah? And they were literally seconds away from their club going down. They were literally seconds away. Do you not think they're entitled to... A version I think of you misunderstood Ali's point. He didn't say we're entitled to be one of the big dogs in the league. But, he but said, they should feel it, though. You know he said we're entitled to be um, not called delusional for wanting that ambition. Like, for, oh, for, for look, believing. Yeah. Dowd, for you, believing. you look at the stadium, right? For five, six years ago, Anfield was 45,000 capacity, the stadium. St. James's Park is, what, 52,000, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It was one of the biggest stadiums, what, like 20 years ago, I'd say? And obviously, other clubs have like finally got there with Etihad and the Emirates Stadium and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and Anfield's just expanded, looking to expand again. Look at you Leicester know? as well, yeah, like Leicester investing in that new one. training ground complex. Like that, that kind of stuff can influence the players you sign. You know, so Newcastle United, when like as I mentioned before, they were in a position of strength because after like 1992, when the sort of TV broadcasting rights became like the big player in, in football, it never mm-hmm. used to be that way, and it became a totally different industry. Clubs like Man United seized upon that. That's when they started building their brand, winning all them trophies. Blackburn had a, a funny like sort of example of how you can do it in one season and then watch it all go away because they got, uh, you know, like they, they literally invested everything to have that one chance of success and didn't do it like in a sort of smart way and build a brand like the other big clubs have. So now all your life you've known who's on it. Like you've just mentioned those teams in their stadiums. That's because those teams, yes, they've got the wealthy owners. But they've taken care of things off the pitch to make sure that they're in a position. Yeah, it was of done yeah. correctly. Look at the look at the entitlement uh, that they had to think that they belonged in a super league, right? When we're just sort of rewinding a yeah. few months ago. So mm-hmm. for for Newcastle United, we fell away from that completely under Ashley. Like we remember how I said that under Freddie Shepherd, it started to decline anyway. Yeah, that decline was just going from Champions League to UEFA Cup. It wasn't anything like no, extreme. No, yeah, you you could have. I you could, that, yeah, I it was a little that. stumble. You could have recovered from it. And Mike Ashley, he could have been the guy that built a legacy by saying, okay. All those guys gave you entertaining football, but I'm going to give you that trophy. Like, I'm going to be the one that builds that team, make sure that they win a cup and I'll be remembered for life. Complete reverse of that. Like, all he cared about was, you know, advertising his brand on a stadium. Like, everyone knows what Mike Ashley does. Always his transfer policy was buy them young prospects and sell them on for profit later on. And we've seen that with so many players that we've loved over the years. We barely kept them two, three seasons and they were gone. And now... You know, it's just a completely different ballgame. Well, that was one of the reasons why the Saudis wanted to buy. Uh, sorry, I should probably say the uh, was it IPF, PIF, PIF wanted to buy um, Newcastle's because Mike Ashley had a, 
a very solid way of running the club. Uh, uh, Financially speaking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't <coughs> put them in ruin. Yeah, yeah, so basically them coming in, meaning that for the next three years of financial fair play, they can spend big and have a good short, um, uh, you know, a, a shortfall of like um, expenses and uh, without, yeah, without falling into without falling into too much problems with um, financial fair play. Yeah. yeah. Now you can't say that for many other clubs, but you you have to say that at the same time there's lack of ambition, like you're saying. It's it's run like a business, not like a not like a football club should be. That's the problem. Mm. And if anything, he's probably set Newcastle up for that sale better because of that. In a way, but now you have to realise there's a reason why we weren't in debt. And, you know, fair enough to Mike Ashley, he didn't want to spend what the club didn't have. But now we're falling behind in every aspect, in every facet of a football club. The yeah. this, this stadium is probably the last thing left where we're still ahead of most clubs. Like the... the Training academy, the like the not the training facilities in the academy itself. When was the last time Newcastle produced any players with like? You see, like you see these clubs now, like Manchester City came in. They invested in the lower part of the infrastructure. They built a bridge. They, yeah, yeah. Do you they built a property development. And now Newcastle's around coming it. in. Yeah. yeah, okay, we can spend money, but how much do they need to spend to get to where they want? Oh, it's a hundred percent. They need to spend loads of money. Amanda Stavely said it perfectly fine. If you if you want to win the Premier League and you want to bring in big players, um, forget about um, bringing in big players and spending a lot of money. F- Not big players, get right mercenaries. Yeah, that's that's a too much you want to use. Well, no, because I think it's a long term project. So big players. No, he's so right. no, 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 I'm talking so about the short term future. I'm, sure, I'm, yeah. I'm saying the long term. So we they need a better airport, for example. Airport. Well, Yes, uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, uh, Newcastle. Uh, uh, just want to say that we're talking about things connected directly to the club at no, the no, moment. I this know, is I know. a city yeah. investment. Hear me out. Hear me out, and I'll give you a very, very prime example. Right, let down future. Right, okay. right? Um, I give because there'll be players like, for example, I'm, I'm just you know saying Pogba, for example. Pogba, he's out of contract. If Newcastle want to attract those players in the next three, four years, saying you know we can pay your wage bills, um, and he looks at Manchester, he looks at London. Newcastle at the moment doesn't have the same milieu, so they need to uh, work on Newcastle itself to bring those players well, in. I see what you're now, let, let now I can give you an example where that that you know that was the case for you know. Do you remember Anzi Machalaka? Yeah, Anzi Machalaka. You mean Machalaka? Sorry, and, call him Anzi. <laughs> uh, Anzi, Samuelito used to fly in because he didn't want to live in Anzi. Because he Mahach didn't feel safe. Yeah, but there's he, and the vast majority there's a whole of players, Russian logistics thing there. Yeah, Bro, do you know how big Russia majori- is? Or in yeah, Mahachkala, no, no. it's in Dagestan as well. You yeah. do remember that. So the vast it's, majority it's mountains. The, no, no, the vast majority of players started following what Eto was doing. They were saying, if you're going to sign me, you're going to sign me and pay for my flights to the training, to the matches. So, you know, when you have a situation where the allure of of playing for Newcastle, living in Newcastle. I see what you're saying. The, okay, it's, it's it needs to be. It's it, the fact it, it needs yeah, to be right. overhauled in the overall okay, sense we, of things. Okay. We're still Newcastle. The city won't be as um, you know enticing as London. Yeah, I mean Newcastle is great. I don't want to say Manchester because Manchester, to be honest, I've been there. I, I don't really see what's special about. Manchester. Oh no, but nobody. <laughs> no, <laughs> none, of the, none of the footballers you know live in Manchester. Li- they live in the villages outside. Is, yeah. I don't think this point is that like sort of important in a sense because, for example, with the Premier League wages that you can offer any player, a player will rock up to Burnley for that Premier League wage. It no, doesn't no. matter where they're living; no, no. they'll be happy to earn that Premier League so wage. So the difference is, is the high inflation. Now offer the best of it. No, yeah, yeah. So There's the hyper. with Newcastle Airport, by the way. My dad used to work there. Yeah, no, no. It's it's great. It's beautiful. It needs to be expanded, but the problem. Is, is the hyperinflation from 
trying to attract those players is the problem I think personally is that you you'll have to pay them even more to bring them and sometimes that's too risky but see personally. that's why for example today there's already been a rumor saying that one of the Newcastle's first targets is James Tarkovsky which I think is quite sensible like you don't have to start by jumping from your category uh, like Z players that we have right now to the category A players there's, I agree with that. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a middle ground. Yeah, you yeah. can build stories. You it's, like, it's like the Mark Hughes project. With the Man other City. thing I want to say is that even this current Newcastle United squad right now, all the players that go to training every day, it's not even that bad it's in not, terms it's of... Not. It's, not, it's not one of the bottom three squads in the league, that's Definitely all. So my, which kind of kicks us nicely into our next segment, which is, obviously, so we've talked about all these different areas that these owners can invest in. But one of the most primary things that they need to get right is having the right manager in charge. So we all know that the current guy who's been overseeing the matches over the last two and a bit seasons, is not the right guy, even if the owner was me. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep him on. I'd be like, I'd pull up one of you guys and say, see if you can do better. Because I really don't read Steve Bruce at I, do, all. I generally think I could It's do not that. like he should, yeah. he should have been hired in the Yeah, he shouldn't have been hired. And it's, it's just, it's a bit of a joke that also his, like, the way he has been, the way he's conducted himself, the results, the brand of football, hasn't gotten fired. Would you rather have John Carver? No. Nah, yeah, no, leave that's, John a, good Carver, that's look, a good question. Look, look, so these are John Carver alone. I've met him. He's so a nice guy, right? He's a nice guy. Yeah. We know <laughs> who we know who shouldn't be in charge, but who should be in charge. So I'll start with Qudama. Like, when you're thinking about like, is obviously has what I t- said before about category Z and category A. Sort of feels like Bruce is Z and Conte is A. Yeah. But it's a bit too soon to go for Antonio Conte, right? Yeah, of course. I think for me, the the most obvious candidate, the one that makes sense the most, is Eddie Howe. Mm. I think. At the start of this new era, I'd like to bring someone in who is, you know, cliche and coming, but Premier League proven. He did well with Bournemouth, brought them up from the lower leagues. I like the way, you know, his teams played. And, you know, at the end, that team just didn't get um, invested enough in as well. And they went down. But I don't think a lot of it was was down to him. Plus, he's worked with Wilson and Fraser before. You know, like you said, we're not going to be jumping to a whole new squad within a season. So they'll likely be around. And even if we're being honest, they're, you know, two of the best players at the club. So they'll probably be one of the last to move on from, from the Mike Ashley era. So I'd, I'd bring him in. And then, you know, make sure that we're securing um, top half finishes under him. I think he can do it. That's probably about where he can take the, the club. And then from there, you know, you start thinking of, you know, moving up a category. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Howe, like... He, uh, like you said, he he did really well to bring Bournemouth up. I think he brought them up from League One as well. It wasn't the Championship. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. League he, he was the. So the st- yeah, he's yeah. Mr. Bournemouth. But basically. the thing is, um, Eddie Howe had another stint at Burnley, which didn't work. But he he trained at Bournemouth. He was a player at Bournemouth. Obviously, his career ended early, and he actually knew Bournemouth. So do you think he's like? So it was the right fit for him with it, that club. Yeah, but you think it's, it's it, like similar yeah. to Dan Madrid? Yeah, Powerful just a Bournemouth lower scale of that. Yeah. yeah. But it, and also he had. I'm pretty sure he had issues with Fraser and Wilson at Bournemouth, didn't he? He had fr- issues with uh, Fraser. I don't yeah. know about Wilson. What was the issues with Fraser? Was that like it just because he ran his contract down? Yeah, it was a bit better. And you just that's circumstantial though. Like Fraser won't have a uh, like to run his contract down at Newcastle. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. he won't. But I don't know how he's gonna react though. You know. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's one of those things. But he's definitely a name but that's uh, yeah, already I, been I, mentioned a lot. Yeah, as a coach, I'd say he is a sensible name. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, I, w- I would put him in the shortlist. I'm not sure if he'd be my like, favourite, though, but uh, we'll come to you, Dowd. So thinking about the current managers available or even managers that Newcastle could go to another club and say, you know, we'll, we'll pay him, uh, we'll pay to take him. Like, which manager do you think is sort of suitable for the current squad and, and building a platform to go forward with the new owners? You know what it is? Uh, I had a, a lot of thinking behind what was going to happen. You know, like I was telling you about the Mark Hughes project, you know, like they stuck with Mark Hughes 
uh, got him like those weird signs. What, what did he sign? Um, Rocket Santa Cruz, Robinho, Elano, and stuff. Elano. Uh, those, uh, the Mark Hughes comparisons, the interesting one, but you can see why it's been made, right? Because the Man City and the Newcastle takeovers are very, like, sort of comparable. Yeah. But Mark Hughes and the Man City squad were in such a better position than what Newcastle currently are. So he had better players to work with already when he was when he was a manager before the ownership change. Mm. And obviously they brought in Robinho and those others to help him out. Um, and Man City were doing better in the league as well. So Newcastle are currently in the bottom three, right? Yeah. No wins at all in the season so far. Yes, it's only been seven games. But Bruce is also not as good of a manager as Mark Hughes is. Yeah, like the types of players that Bruce would want it to fit in his system doesn't what isn't system? isn't competitive. What system does Bruce have? Man? Yeah, well, this is the other sort Just of story, isn't it? Man, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the, a few other um, managers. I thought Claudio Ranieri. Obviously, he's now got the Watford job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he was a good shout. Um, Obviously, Rafa Benitez might be coming back with the new setup, and he likes the Newcastle fans. He, he won't come back because it, he, his family have always lived in Liverpool since he came. Yeah. And I don't think he's the type to like sort of break his Everton yeah, contract. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, he he's too. That's the thing. Like Rafa, for me, is perfect in so many ways. Like you've got obviously already the history's there. And he's a very loved manager at the club, but also the type of players that we've sort of got, uh, sort of you know, brought in since he left. He could really work with him and make a you know a very solid side out of that as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's a shame that he's like the takeover just was a bit too late for that because it, it was it would have been a perfect marriage of everything for me. I 100%. think another another reason though why I'd want Eddie Howe like thinking on it is the fact that there's going to be immense immense media pressure on whoever takes this job first in the new era. So you know bringing in someone who's actually you know a native speaker. I don't want to sound xenophobic, but I feel like dealing with the press can really you know come in handy. No, no, I agree. We well, know you're not being xenophobic because Steve Bruce. Is it an, like, <laughs> and he can't speak to the media <laughs> he, at all. He can't do yeah, everything he says. Yeah. Anyhow, so I always tragic. felt like came across well in interviews. Was quite honest, you know. Like never really threw. I mean, his I thought Ant- Antonio Conte as well. But I mean, I, don't I'm get not, me wrong. I'm not saying. It's a white. I'm not saying other managers can't do it. Like Josh said, it is Ed. So you know, just it's a long shot with Antonio Conte. But I feel like if they do sign him, fucking hell, if you sign Antonio Conte, then you know that they're going to bring in like the players straight away in January. They're going to bring the players straight away. But I feel like even the players that we've got now, he's he's going to do something with. Them. But you know what it is? I've always thought like there's a certain type of manager who can only work with elite squads. Like if you put yeah, like Mourinho. Like if you gave Klopp Guardiola and Guardi- oh, 100% Guardiola. Yeah. Guardiola yeah. And even like one. for example, if you put Klopp in Burnley, they're going to be better than what they are now. But they're not going to be that good still. Like no, he won't no. be able to crack t- top seven with Burnley. 100%. Like he'll push them just in the middle of the table, which Dice already got them to before. You need a certain type of yeah. So, like, so is Conte is Conte really going to look at Carl Dahl or Manquillo, Kieran Clark, and be like, yeah, I know exactly what I want from these players and how to set them up? Well, he, I mean, he signed, uh, was it Victor Moses? That's true, that's yeah, he has. Example no, 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 says, but no, it's no, not no. like the rest of the team wasn't no, good. No, that's, that's uh, um, complimenting what your point is, because yeah. he knows what he wants. Who would sign Victor Moses? <laughs> that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Brendan Rodgers. He, he saw something in him and proper utilised him. He made him into a so really good player. So you reckon that Conte could be the type of guy that will assess the squad and say, okay, I see how Jamal Lewis plays. I know exactly how I'm going to use him and, and set him. Oh, team. yeah. And then he'll yeah. see someone else in the market and says, well, I need someone like him. Even though you, he's not a big player. Vidal, uh, Vidal to Ashley Newcastle, I see this. Ashley Young. <laughs> He got him playing regularly. He got him played it well. Got him a Serie A trophy. It's yeah. a bit mental for sure. Like Conte can definitely work wonders with uh, sort of what you it, consider. It just, it's just because he's he's yeah. got a vision. He knows what he wants. He knows certain he types of really players. He did well with the Italian it. side before the like their generation. I was amazing. But when he did, do you remember Euro twenty sixteen? Yeah. The Italian team wasn't that great then. 
And he, no, he got so much this, out of it. This him. where they lost to Germany on penalties, was it? Yeah, I think so. They yeah, had like yeah, Emmanuel Giaccherini yeah. in the team and stuff like that. Like it was, it was all right, but it wasn't. He took them further than what you would expected. Th- that's, that that's why he was given the Chelsea job based on that as well. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe I'm doing him a bit of a disservice. Maybe he is the type that can like sort of work with those players until he brings in the higher I class. I still think one. he'll value himself above Newcastle's. Uh, yeah, that's stock the thing. He yeah. knows he won't have immediate success, There's and he's like, you could have a reputation sort of. Decline yeah, if he stayed it's there. It's a bit right? too risky at the minute. Am, that's why it might be another in. like you know that's, six that's year why contract. That's I want someone to co- <laughs> like like for me the first manager is like it's, you say it, it's, it's it's vital. It's vital, but like it's not as vital. I feel like the second maybe third manager in this era will be more important. Like right. just bring someone in now. I agree. I can yeah. steady the ship yeah. because you have to. That's remember why Eddie Howe is a good. You have a to good remember, job. man. We're still nineteenth. We still got zero wins. Uh, seven wins out of the last thirty-seven odd games. The club right now. Is not in the like the team right now. Not starts every game is the most important. Like we need to survive for it. Imagine how much banner we're gonna get if we get relegated under these new. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I wouldn't care that much. It would be funny it for w- the w- other w- fans. It, it, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't matter because you'll come back. Yeah, better, yeah. Like I w- it would be. F- it would be f- very bantery, but I'd get over it very quickly. Yeah. But we'll come to you as well, Ali. So who who are your thoughts in terms of the? Uh, you so know, I had a long thought this. I was there thinking about it for for like a good hour. And there was there was what Conte was going. Steve and Gerald was there. I was like, nah, Steve and Gerald's a write off already. You know, inexperienced. And whenever he sees the Liverpool job, he's jumping ship. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. The the two which I thought of was first one was Jesse March at Leipzig. Mm. I've always rated him. That's like I said, in, English speaking. That's why I thought that as well. You know, young, enthusiastic. Ha- has some sort of style and brand from you know being at Salzburg to Leipzig. Haven't Leipzig started quite slowly this season though? They have, but they look, look what they they've lost. lost yeah. They've, they've lost, lost a lot, and you, you're, you're asking Canate, for a young coach yeah, to Oklahoma do something. They lost their, almost their entire defence, and Sabitzer is too much. And yeah. the coach. Yeah. yeah. You know, then you, True. there's that. And then, look, this was, this, if I was a Newcastle fan, this, is, this would be perfect. Wow, for Ragnick. Ragnick, oh. Ragnick, People, he's English-speaking, he's experienced, and why you know, what, isn't he known for guy? being a bit of a hothead, though? It's not even that. He's been sort of uh, like technical director type roles recently. You know? But, but two, two, three years ago, he was at Leipzig. And now he's, so set, he's set up an advisory firm so he can consult to the clubs on you know the strategies and operations that they should take. So I, I feel like he's very much sort of, yes, very knowledgeable guy and has a lot of influence in the game. But I think he see, sort of sees himself as a bit of a background character now. Like when was the last time he was actually like the main man at a club? I think it was 2019. Who was, was he in charge Leipzig. of? Leipzig. Was it Leipzig? Yeah. So yeah. when... What's he called the guy at Southampton? Hasselhuttle, when he left, Leipzig came in. For, um, yeah. Not Leipzig, uh, what do you call it? I mean, he name? would be great because he's got so many connections. That's, 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 that's well. what I'm saying. Yeah. He would be perfect. Yeah. You know, experienced, someone who's not a complete nutcase like Conte, or who's not as delusional as Steve Bruce. Someone yeah. in the middle, experienced, well-spoken, speaks English, got, got some respect and he's got a reputation. Yeah, you know what? You've... Of all the suggestions so far, I feel like that's the one I want. Like, you've convinced me. I, I didn't even think about his name. Yeah, because same. The, the sort of names that were going through my head was like, uh, Rafa, obviously, for in terms of the what I'd said to before to Dawood, but also, I would love us to go to Brighton and say, we'll have Grandpa. I'm really impressed <laughs> with what he's been doing so far. Obviously, <laughs> no, no, got, I, I get why you yeah, say that. Because he's like, obviously, he did really well at Ostersunds in Sweden, uh, more than p- people have expected. And he's coming to the Brighton job. And the way that Hewton had them playing, he's completely transformed that. So do you know how sometimes... Managers get like an easy sort of excuse for saying that they didn't perform because oh I didn't have the players I, I mm-hmm. didn't have and then Bro- uh, Potter comes in and shows you I actually I respect and really like Chris Hutton. obviously he was a Newcastle manager probably one of the better ones in the Rashley Hutton, yeah yeah uh, so 
It's not like didn't I'm slandering. You had three stints at Newcastle as well. Like, he was like the caretaker and stuff. Yeah. But for me, like, you know, he's received a lot of slander since, and you can't really argue with how well uh, Graham Potter's done, considering the bright, like the bright performances under him versus Hutton. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it's an, it's a nice style of play. It's pressing. It's aggressive. It's very like modern football type. Brighton do well so, against the so-called big teams when it comes to Manchester yeah. United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. So I'd like to know. see him come in, have a, a bigger transfer budget than he would at Brighton and bring everything else that he's brought to the table with Brighton and his other clubs. So he's one of the sort of suggestions I would like at the, at the club. The other, the other coaches I thought of was Gallardo at River Plate because I've... People I've, love I've him. Aren't he's, he's quite, yeah. Aren't a lot he's of people uh, lining him up for the Barcelona job already? Like you always hear like, oh yeah, we're just it's just a matter it, of time. Once we he, sort the shit... He's Spanish like, speaking, isn't he? You yeah. know, so... That, I feel, like he'll, I feel like he'll go La Liga, to be honest. No, but... but, he's, but he's done he's, great stuff, though. He's done gr- great stuff there. And then the other guy was Marcelino as well. Uh, he's at Bilbao. Oh, Bilbao, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's been, has he been sacked from Bilbao now? Or no, he's still, still there. there. Uh, still there. Wait, he won, did he win a cup with them last season? Yeah, he won the he, Copa it, del Rey. Was it the yeah. Super Cup or something? No, 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 no it, was no, it was the Copa, Copa del, del Rey. Rey with Sociedad. It was a, it was a derby. Remember how those two Copa del Reys back to no, back? No, Sociedad won it though. No, no, they didn't. Bilbao won it. Did they? Pre- no, Sociedad did win it. Did I'm they? fairly certain Sociedad won that one. Oh, yeah, then they played Barcelona, lost against Barcelona. I just feel like I remember Marcelino winning a trophy. Uh, in, in it might have been the Super League. Yeah, it could have been. Like the Super but, Cup. Some Super but, Cup. Uh, yeah, but for me, Ragnick would be number one. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I, I'm convinced as well, to be honest. There we go. Get yeah. me a Newcastle but United. I think, I'll help I, you. I still think the first manager in the new era is not that vital, to be honest with you. Just, I think just, you're right. But I think also, like, like you said, the season is like, you know, it's not like we're in a pre-season right now. There's a situation that we need to get ourselves out of. So we need the guy to come in. We'll be able to win those games, keep us safe, and then have a better platform to build on, not waste any See, I time. I don't think it's going to be that difficult of a job because the squad is actually decent, man. Yeah, I, I, just, I just genuinely can't like state enough how much of a bad manager Bruce is. I feel okay, like all of this say, right let now Let me say this on Kadama's behalf. Steve, Bruce is a bum. Yeah, man. That's it. <laughs> Everything right. now that's happening on the pitch is down to him and his decisions. If, if Miggy Almiron starts on the right again in this new era, man, I'm jumping ship. Yeah, it's, it, can't, it can't be done. So I'm done. <laughs> now, the first thing that the new manager will need to do obviously is keep us up but let's talk about the players that he could bring in, in you know January and beyond so we now know that we're sitting down in two in two years time if we're having another conversation about Newcastle United their squad's going to be completely different isn't it so Man City when they got taken over they start they started doing that thing where it's like any sort of flashy player you know will pay 20-30 million for him like Joe and uh, yeah, Joe, uh, yeah. what, what was his name? Even they bought Benjani from Portsmouth Benjani. just because they could. Adebayo. scored in the Manchester derby though, didn't he? Luca from Tottenham. Sure. Like all, all, all right. sorts of players. Like they just thought, yeah, he did, yeah. But like Man City's sort of strategy was uh, sort of a scattergun approach, wasn't it? Like we'll yeah. buy him, 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 him. We'll see what sticks. If he doesn't, we'll ship him out. But also, I feel like in. the uh, era of football that happened in was a lot easier to do that because the prices weren't very like inflated. Even though a lot of people no, no but Man City money. overpaid for some really normal players. That's things like yeah. Newcastle now. Like for example, if we go and approach for Tarkovsky, Burnley could be like, "Well, this is the richest club in the world. We're going to tell them 40, 50 million. Otherwise, no, he was he, he was touted for fifty million. I think West Ham won, but it was fifty million. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. like. So, 75 now. So, considering... (laughs) (laughs) For you, my friend, 75. (laughs) Yeah. So, considering that, like, the new dynamic that Newcastle United are now, when they approach a club, and the type of player that they're going to go for, and the type of prices they're going to pay, let's just sort of throw some names out there. So, I'll start with you, Adi. Like, what signings can you sort of predict Newcastle will make in the next 18 months? Be honest with you, I haven't even thought of that. I'll let you go to someone else and give me a minute. Uh, Qudama? Probably a new, uh, like, a whole new midfield. To be honest, um, starting with that, it's hard to say. Like, because I actually like still feel like a lot of these players like don't want to 
like a rock up at Newcastle, to be honest with you. So I don't know, maybe it's hard to say. I haven't really given it much thought. I, I, I heard it was going to be something similar to what Juventus do, where all these free, um, you know, out of contract players like Ramsey, for example. Um, you know, uh, another guy, someone said Nabil Fakir might be one. All these very experienced. That's the thing. I, I, like one, those names I've seen, right? And every time I yes, think about it realistically happening, I just don't. I don't think they'd come in and like actually make an immediate impact. Premier League players like Tarkovsky, like he's saying, like that's that's who I want. That is a sensible yeah, choice. But, yeah. but but the thing is, is that um, like Ross Barkley or someone. Like I feel like apparently that with wages and, and stuff, it, it'll be easier for them to work financial fair play alongside using absorbent amount of sums. But obviously now all the papers are linking Newcastle to like anyone and everyone. Like I saw links to Taylor Coutinho. Navas. Oh, I'd see the Navas one, which is kind of hilarious because we've got four goalkeepers registered in the squad right now. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to keep any of them going forward. Exactly. Apart from, I, w- I would keep and the Bravka around for like backup. His his wages but are literally 250k a week. Yeah. So like, Navas, like it would be an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, like, Cardi as well, so this linked with. But it's also well. like, if we look at the current squad, goalkeeper's not your priority position straight away. Like I, w- I do... I used to have this argument where I said that Rafa, the way he got us defending was incredible. And that's because we had a good set of defenders that he worked with. Steve Bruce, complete opposite. We don't defend at all. But maybe enough time has passed now that those defenders are probably getting on a little bit and you can't upgrade them. Like the likes of Kieran Clark and uh, you know Federico Fernandes. I still think they're all right. But oh, I still think they're yeah. all right as well. But like for me, I think you need one more centre-back. Like someone who's really, really comfortable in terms of being on the ball, commanding... You no, need, you need not as good as Van Dyke, but the type of vector yeah, yeah, like Van Dyke had, I want that. Like like Maguire, you know, yeah. someone who's for solid. Boatman then, uh, Lille. Uh, I would be lying to you if I ever said I've seen him play. So I, right. I don't know. Koulibaly it is, man. Koulibaly. <laughs> no, but, you know, Rafa's worked with Koulibaly before getting them both in right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, Who who who's the realistic signing? I, I'm, you know, I, the most, the, the thing that I'm intrigued the most is that FM obviously comes out in November, right? How, uh, what's the transfer wage going to be for uh, transfer budget going to be for um, Newcastle? Well, in the f- uh, and what is Miles the transfer Jacobson budget? came out uh, the guy who uh, you know created for manager. Yeah, um, I think he's probably still the exact today. Uh, he was saying that oh Newcastle fans, uh, you know, don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be free spending uh, for manager for you guys. We're, <laughs> st- we're still going to cap you with FFP and stuff like that. Oh really? But I think capping in Newcastle with FFP it still means that there's going to be like 190 million to spend. Some some people have been doing the calculations. And apparently it's going to be a 190 million transfer budget. Ooh. Just just for this yeah. year? Uh, yeah, just like available for without... Dying, baby. Because <laughs> the stipulations of FFP is that you're not allowed to make a certain loss within your income, right? Uh, so no, but but yeah. then it's obviously been relaxed with COVID and stuff. But that's but that's still... It's kind of back again though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's back again, definitely. Because the match now. day revenue is back again yeah, and things yeah. like that. So it's... For me, talking about signings, what I don't want to do, like without saying any specific names, I don't want us to do the Man City approach of like just bringing in that like a Coutinho yeah. type. Like yeah. Coutinho would not make me like uh, excited, you know. No, like he's he's no. sort of like had a, a rough two years, but his wage demands as well. Like like, like I said, he's not worth the money. He's not mercenary. He's not worth the money. Yeah, the guys yeah. who are just coming for the paycheck rather that's than it. like yeah. believing yeah, yeah. in the project. He's not worth the money. He's not worth the wages. Also, that's it. That's the problem. I think in Alan St. Maximan, we have the perfect player to sort of like. He can be the legacy player, like the guy who was there when it all started. Yeah, like he's good enough that if you surround him with other class talent. Like oh, he's already. 100%. By the way, he, have you noticed how productive the start of the season's been, goals and assist wise? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's been carrying goals. Newcastle. So if you give him someone that he can actually pass to out wide, that'll be able to put a good cross in, someone in the middle to aim at who can finish the, you know, finish the chance. He's just going to go on to be bit, like bigger and better things, really. Yeah, definitely. I feel like at the start though, I definitely want to start just poaching players off the Premier League one. 
I really do. Like, mm. I feel like I don't want to make this. I feel like, like big I feel like the French, the, uh, you know, how Newcastle. Yeah, Lingard's uh, a great place to start. Yeah, as well. yeah. Like, the, I, I feel like someone like Lingard could come in and do a job. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just face. Oh, man, that's some of that. <laughs> don't Why bring not? me Lingard, man. No, no, uh, okay. no. Just though, come on, Lingard. He was class worst time. He, he was class. This is Newcastle United, not Dab University. Let me tell you the difference between West good. Ham and Newcastle, though. Newcastle have won a league trophy. West Ham haven't. Just let me make that clear. Uh, That's uh, the first uh, thing. Uh, I'm okay. Not, okay. Nothing to do with how good he's playing at the West Ham. He made, a good, he made a good impact at West Ham. There's no denying that. He's been decent at the Man United. Man United has been good as well. But... Bar the own goal. I mean, okay, fine. Own goal assist. I'll have to, like... Accept it if it does happen because he's not as bad as I've made out with how I've reacted. But I just don't want it. Like, yeah, fair I enough. don't want to say you don't want, you don't want any money like well, that. I, I had to endure Gabriel Lobatan. It's enough, man. Like, you're what, what about if Ronaldo comes? Oh, 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 look nah. at him. Look at him. He's Bro, like, he's it debating it, though. It made he's, a bit. He's 37. Black and white. Black and what, white. Is he 36, 37? He, he he's 36. Nah, yeah. I think. I think, I think also, yeah. how long is his Man United contract? Three years? I think his uh, mum said he wants. Um, Bro, he'll go back to Portugal after Man United yeah, or something. They, you know? He wants to finish it off in Portugal. Yeah, yeah, like go back to Sporting or. Yeah, Sporting, he said. If there's a. Mad- is whatever local team Madeira has. Madeira, if, if think, that is Sporting. I think there is Madeira. I think so. Anyways, f- forget that. Yeah. The, uh, that's what his mum said. I'm pretty sure. I reckon Messi should make one that. last pit stop before he goes like back to Argentina. Nah. Just come does, and see the does Messi have any Saudi um, like connections or anything? Yeah. You know, like how Xavi did with like Qatar Airways. Why would Messi have any man? I don't think so. No. I don't know, man. Saudi's a massive um, Saudi Airlines, a new sponsor, Newcastle United, Aram- Aramco. All those uh, companies are going to come in and sponsor Newcastle. Do you not think right now, straight away, Newcastle Airport are, are working out a direct flight from Saudi Arabia? Hundred yeah, percent. They are Saudi Airlines. The whole, the whole of Saudi yeah, Arabia. Man, that's a good point. You know, you the whole time then. The whole of Saudi Arabia Which are now so Newcastle supporters. I'm telling you that now because you know why? All the Kuwaitis in my university literally used to go every Man City game. They used to be like, oh yeah, I'm a Man City supporter. All of them. Right. They used to spend so much money on the best tickets, but box tickets, whatever. They just would follow their, their so I'll tell you something. My country friends, club. My friends from Bahrain support Newcastle United. <laughs> Even before the takeover. Yeah, but Bahrain have, No, no, no. I'm talking about five, six years good ago. Good relationship. Oh, right. Saudi. Yeah. But then what you're saying then, if they're going to build that flight, why not sign Riyadh, Mahrez? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Nice, lucky. I reckon we could. Why not? Well, of course, you, you could do anybody. The well, we keep playing, we keep playing Almiron on the right. He's the perfect right winger. Mares, let's go. Yeah, man. he would solve a, a big hole in the team right now. What about the? Uh, All right, okay. I've decided it's going to be Riyad Mahrez first signing for the Newcastle United uh, regime. You know who I thought as well um, for the DM role that um, uh, from Ajax, Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Oh, no, you know who I'd want from Ajax, Anthony. Anthony. Oh my Anthony. god, yeah. he would be so good. He's We're so becoming good. the football villains now. We're just coming after everyone's team. <laughs> it's such a weird. Hide your mids, hide your defense. From like checking. <laughs> you, <you're>, genuinely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have no. you you've had an FM hiatus for what? How many years now? You're you're. I'm, I swear you're gonna get into it this year. No, I, I played two years ago, man. Two years ago. Bro, I've got Sean Longstaff to be a very long-standing member of the team. I'm yeah. Matty. Actually, Fair I enough. stopped playing with Matty like 34 years old. Club legend. Scored Ooh. in one of the cup finals that I won and stuff like that. Damn. But yeah, that's uh, like just to sort of wrap, wrap up the like the sort of discussion about recruitment. Academy academy players that you develop coming into the first team. That's another thing I'm really looking forward to. Like, the, and the the worst part is Newcastle's academy is so neglected that like you don't even need to be an elite club to have a good academy. Like West Ham have a good reputation for theirs. Southampton have a good reputation for theirs. Even Brighton are starting to bring in players from well, their academy. Newcastle did. Know. Newcastle did. Yeah, so like the Wolves and boys. You know, there's in the, in the catchment area that Newcastle could sort of attract the players to come into the academy, train them properly, give them a good football education, like 
invest in the facilities, make sure that they want to be there instead of like, for example, we've lost Lee Clark's son. Lee Clark played for the club. Bobby Clark's just signed for Liverpool and he's really like, I can't tell you how highly rated this guy is. Like apparently he's going to be breaking into the first team in a couple of years. Yeah. Or so, James Tavernier. Yeah, well, J- yeah, James Tavernier. We lost uh, Lewis Gibson to Everton as well. That, Ivan Tony. He was a high, high quality. Ivan Tony, well, we bought him from Northampton. Him, yeah, so he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a Geordie. But yeah, again, mismanagement of him. We lost him. So I'm looking that, forward that's, to... That's key though. Yeah. The academy is very important. Look what Man City are doing with Phil Foden. Like, yeah, but Man City yeah. and Chelsea don't really have many... Um, like mm. Chelsea's not, not, not true, but Man City don't really have Foden and who else really... No, but Man City, but their, they, their they academy is good. Have, they had Sancho, yeah. right? But Sancho's They had London. Sancho. Which they, also, they also brought Garcia from Barcelona. You've also like got to think many, about how the, many local lads? the players that Man City have trained that are in top clubs around Europe as well. So it's not just about... Because uh, you can profit from them as well. So if yeah. they're not going, if they don't have a place in the first team, you could still sell them to clubs. It, it's what Liverpool and Manchester United do best as well right yeah. now. You, you look at Manchester United. You've got you got Rashford, you got Lingard, who's who's a bum. Like look at Liverpool. Didn't Chelsea sell, sell Liverpool for twenty million despite him making like one or two senior appearances for the club? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's stuff like that that you can like. That's how a big club behaves. I don't know if you saw yesterday where they announced the um, Ballon d'Or and the. Uh, the shortlist. What's the one for the youth players though? They changed the golden, it. the golden, uh, golden ball. Gold, it's a golden boy or golden it's ball. It's golden boy, but it's, it's, I think it's. They've have they changed, changed the name. it? Have they? Uh, maybe. Anyway, though, four out of ten of the. Uh, oh, get Bellingham. Bellingham. Oh, nah, he's too good for us. Four out of right ten. Now. What? Four out of ten of the uh, nominated players for the um, for the youth award were from English academies, which there is quite go. a significant uh, margin, man. Like. Doing for sure. I mean, there's loads of talented Jody players that never played for the club. Michael Carrick's one. Yeah. Adam Armstrong's now. Uh, <laughs> Adam Armstrong's <laughs> got uh, Southampton and like Shearer had to go. Like Shearer, Shearer. didn't even develop through the academy, man. Southampton. What's the other Tottenham Newcastle? player that played as well? Carrick. No man, there was another one. Um, forgot his name now. You're gonna have to be. No, come on, bring uh, it. I've forgot what his name. Play? Give me some descriptives because I'll get it. Okay, so Gascoigne, so Carrick, who is it? I forgot his name now. Oh, the Gaz is a good example as well. Yeah, Gaz is a good example. Maybe I'm thinking what, about him. What era was he playing? He used to play for the Walls End Boys. He's like from that um, crop of players. Uh, you're going to annoy me now if you don't oh, tell me. Oh, no. man. What the heck? I'll better look this up quickly. What, tell us more about him playing. I like, can't remember. Was like, I, genuinely, I genuinely remember there was two. I feel well, like you were making Just to let you know, Fraser, obviously Fraser Foster came through from Newcastle. Fraser well. Foster, yeah. yeah. Another quality player. Of the heroic night against Barcelona. Yeah, thing. but he dropped off a big, didn't he? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um... I was also going to say, you know how Man City, obviously, their owners have got, um, you know, fingers in a lot of different league pies. Uh, what? Does that make sense? No. Oh, so, um, obviously, so, New York, uh, New York I know what City. you're saying, but I don't think that sentence makes but, sense. But they've like, got other sister clubs, basically. Sister clubs. Yeah, yeah so, like Hirona oh, and... Like, um, um, they've got one in Australia. They've got the uh, New, York New York City. New York City Football Group. Yeah. 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 So, is... Is uh, PIF going to do the same thing? Well, because that's the, very interesting. One of the strongest rumours is that they're going to buy into Milan as well. Fire. Yeah. Bang! Yeah. What from the Chinese owners? Oh well, they they are they've got yeah. problems, haven't they're, they? They're in debt. Yeah, yeah we're so wow. they're we're so wealthy. That, like, I don't know how that's going to work when Newcastle into Milan in the same Champions League group. Though. Man, I don't know how to react to that if that was the case. Shit! You know what's the they craziest do thing? Milan, they, man, this, that's nothing. Oh, man, man. Davies going through red panty night with this man. Freaking hell! That's <laughs> a lot of wonder, that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm being serious a lot of money do you want to talk about money right? I was it's, watching it's the Saudis though it's not uh, hers no no, yeah, no yeah. but, but she's, she, uh, she's going to be the key part of it anyway. no no she won't no she won't she's the group she's the link to the, the Newcastle control. United yeah, yeah. but PIF still make their own investments uh, yeah, PIF yeah, okay. invest in everything bro. by the way PIF I was watching an interview uh, that took place invest last year me. with the new chairman uh, you know Yasser Ramayan he was saying that he plans to grow PIF's portfolio from 
what is it, 340 billion right now? Mm-hmm. To, 2 to $2 trillion dollars in, by 2030. Um, Can you imagine if they manage to do that while still... Totally that means that the Newcastle United value is going to skyrocket, by the way. Just to let you know, it's changing red panty night to green panty night now. What is he, What even is this? I've never heard of this before. Red panty night, the Conor McGregor reference. Not hear it? No. No, I'll, I'll show you it afterwards. It's the connotations of the colour red. Red panty, panty night. Yeah, I, I, I'll, show, I'll show you afterwards. It's panty, I was just yeah, saying. like underwear, yeah. Right, okay. All right, lads, so... Heard enough. How do I end a podcast like this, man? No, no, it's a, don't worry about it. I mean, lots of great discussion points, but for the foreseeable future, it's still going to be the same players taken to the pitch each week. Newcastle in the bottom three at the moment. So there's a lot of work to be done, both in the short and the long term. And as a Newcastle United fan, it is going to be exciting to follow the progress of this all instead of just being miserable every single week of the season and then being actually happy when the season ends yeah. when most fans are. And we've got tickets to uh, the Chelsea game at the end of this month. Let's hope Steve Bruce is gone before then. I'm well, sure. I, I think he'll be gone before Spurs. He's, he's managed his last game. There's no way they will give him one game. Like If, if they do, I'm actually going to put that as the first negative he's thing against like the ni- He's on 999. You reckon they're going to chuck him a ball? Like, have nah, you, have you let him manage. Game? You know, if first Thousands Club, let him manage Wars and Boys Club or something. No, uh, no, no. It's his Thousands Premier League club, isn't it? Game. Nah, managerial that can't be right, game. Actually, that can't be right. <laughs> it's yeah, it's managerial. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You can manage on football manager and call that. Yeah. Uh, 1,000th. I don't, I don't want to think about him or talk about him anymore. I'm, I'm really... That's one of the best things about this takeover, that he's going to be gone. It's literally the best thing. I can't even lie. But yeah. no, 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 no. I think it's the second best thing. I think the best thing is Mike, Mike Ashley gone. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, both of them, yeah. I, I, but like, Mike Ashley, you don't see him on a day-to-day basis like you do with Bruce. So it's like... Bruce just used to like... God, really, really... No, but Steve Bruce was from the Wolves and boys. I forgot about that. Yeah, but... We, he is not a player that he's I would He's Judas, with. bro. He's, he, he's he, yeah. Yeah, he's he's gone. When, when, he, when he went to Sunderland, that's it. Gone. Done. Yeah, you I know think the last play- Benito. You know, is, I, I take it back. I don't think it was Tottenham. I was, I'll think about Peter Beardsley. Sorry. He played for Liverpool, yeah. you bum. Yeah, yeah. No, I was we've, we've talked wrong. about a negative person too much to end the podcast. So I'm just going to mention the name Demba Bar to end it. <laughs> All right. Damn. Bring him back as an ambassador to the club, man. All right. But for the next episode, we'll probably be back with the usual discussions of the football. Uh, you know, and uh, thanks a lot, lads. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube and TikTok by searching the handle 343football. That's F-U-T-B-O-L. And on Instagram by searching 343football podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Stitcher and all other major podcast networks. Thank you.